At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We're talking vision this whole month and uh, talking about the vision that God has put in your heart and that vision developing in you. But as Sandra said earlier, how that the personal vision is connected to the corporate vision. God made it that way. Um, for vision to come to pass in your life God's way, you can make vision come to pass. But for vision to come to pass God's way, you have to be connected to something that's bigger than you. You can't be the lead in your life. God has to be. And the only thing that empowers God to be the lead in your life is the church. Amen? The church is His body in the earth. And for us to function, if you want to function according to the plan of God, it has to come through the connection to the local body. And the local body you're connected to has to believe that. I'm telling you today, we do. Many, many other churches do the same way. I'm just telling you today, you have to be connected to something that believes what I just said. So, just a little review from last week. Um, I mentioned to you this year that, that what we're talking about is that God's Word is final authority that settles everything. We've, we talk about that a lot and have through the years, but we have to understand that God's Word is final authority, that this year also is living and walking in the commanded blessing. God began to speak that to me uh, in the... In the middle of the fall this past year in 2022 about the commanded blessing. And throughout the year, we're going to talk about what that looks like and, and how important that is, that, how important it is that that is working in your life, that you understand it and that that's working in your life. Um, when you live in this place of believing the Word of God as final authority and you live in this place of believing in the commanded blessing and walking in it, what it creates is influence. You become influential. Gates of the City is an influential church because of you. Gates of the City is an influential church because of what we believe. Did you hear me? It's what we believe. And what you believe today, if you've been here any time at all, what you believe here today is based on what we've taught. And one of the things that you believe is how to be a doer of the Word. Uh, James 1 says that if you're a hearer of the Word and not a doer, you're deceived. That's what the Bible says. If you're a hearer of the Word and not a doer, then you're in deception. And everybody sitting in here at one time or another has been in deception. And we'll deal with it in, in, in the future in your life. Everybody deals with deception. And I'm going to talk about why that's so today in, in, in discussing the importance of vision. You need a personal vision for your life. And, and I'll just tell you this, I believe so much of what I'm sharing with you today from the Word right now, I believe so much in it, it that you may have come in not having clarity and vision, but you'll leave here with vision. I believe it. What, what will happen is, it, it, there won't, there's not like some new vision that's going to come, but things that you've thought about your life, all of a sudden, they'll just become real to you because of what I'm teaching you today. That's how much I believe in this Word, in God's Word. Not my words, in God's Word that I'm delivering today. Amen? <clears throat> but as I said, people, people know gates of the city. Many, 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 many places people know gates of the city, and it's because of what we believe. And it's what the people believe here, right? Um, in Proverbs 29 and verse 18, we read this last week, and I'm going to read this out of the King James first and then the New King James. King James says this, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law 
Happy is he. And that law is the word. Everybody say keep. If you keep the word, if you keep it in your life, if you hear it and you keep it and you develop it and you make it a part of you, it says happy is he. That word happy is translated into several other words. Um, The word happy there is joyful. The word happy there is peaceful. The word happy there is a number of different words that talk about a lifestyle that is not boring and frustrating and stressful and a life where you're mad all the time and you're angry, you're ready to give in and give up. When you keep the word, you're happy, joyful, fulfilled, peaceful, on top of situations, not under them. King James says this, I really like this translation, or the, one of the words that's used in this translation of Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no revelation. The Amplified says where there's no redemptive revelation. The people cast off restraint. Where there's no keeping the Word, where there's no redemptive revelation becoming real to you on the inside of you, then it's pretty much whatever you think is so. That's, what, that's the way you live. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about two different visions in the world. There's two different types of vision. And when you don't have the Word of God working and developing in your life, you cast off the restraint that the vision brings to your life. When you have no understanding of corporate vision, church vision, connected to something that's bigger than you, when you don't have that understanding, then it's not helping you to develop the correct type of personal vision that will liberate your life and bring fulfillment and joy that I promise you, you're looking for. I won't even ask you to raise your hand. I'll just tell you, you don't like this. I'm telling you today, you would rather be full of joy than full of anger. I don't even have to say, raise your hand. You know, there's no raising hand. Who would not want to be full of joy instead of upset, fret, fretful, and, and, and down in the dumps all the time and, and talking about how bad everything is in life? Without keeping the Word and making causing that, that redemptive revelation to become real to you. The knowledge of the Word is one thing, but then it going from your head to your heart is where revelation comes in. That's what we need. You and I need this redemptive revelation. Last week, we, we talked about the commanded blessing out of Deuteronomy 28 and verse 8, and I want to read it. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all that you set your hand to, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. He will bless. I define the word blessing as God's favor, God's protection, God's prosperity, God's goodness. Amen? God's favor, God's protection, His prosperity, and His goodness. It says, he, and He will bless the land with bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. He's giving you this favor, this protection, this prosperity, this richness of your life, this goodness of His. The goodness of the Lord is beyond even understanding. You know why? Because not a person in here deserves the goodness of the Lord. It's only because of the blood of Jesus. But man, I'm going after it with everything I can. That song that we sang, my wife just mentioned, she could sing that all the time. The goodness of the Lord, it's chasing you and I. Amen? It's after us. He wants you and I to live in His goodness more than we want to live in it. Absolutely so. This commanded blessing. And you and I have been given the authority to command His blessing in the earth. To command is to charge to set in place, and to enforce. We don't don't have the authority to command things of ourselves. 
We have the authority to command what He says is so. Did I get an amen out of that? Amen means so be it. That's the way it is. I'll say it again. When you say amen, you're saying, that's right. That's the way we'd say it in Texas. Hmm? In Elizabethan, we'd say amen. In Texas, we'd say, yeah, come on, baby. That's right. Amen? I'm going to say it again. I don't have the power or authority to command anything in, my, in life that's not what he already says is so. But whatever he says is so, I have the ability to enforce that, command it, and set it in place in my life and in other people's lives. Or to help it where other people's lives, but especially where my life is concerned. Nobody has authority over me like me. Nobody has authority over you like you. We all have authority in different places. Where my wife and I, as a married couple, there's authority that I have in that married relationship. But not, I don't have the, the, the total extent in her life that she has. That's why she has to learn this. That's why you have to learn this. I can pray for you, and if you're part of this body, I pray for you. Even if you're just thinking about being a part of this body, I pray for you every day. And I never miss on purpose. But... I only have so much authority. You've got the authority. And that's why Paul said in, in Ephesians 1 and 15, he makes this statement. He said, as a result of the word that he was preaching to the church at Ephesus, church at Gal- all the churches at Galatia, the church at Colossae and Philippi, all these different churches that he was traveling to, he was preaching the word. And he said, I can't not pray for you. In other words, I have to pray for you. And, and so I have to pray for you, but I'm praying that wisdom and revelation and understanding come to you based on the word that you're hearing preached. Amen? Because it creates vision, it creates understanding from God that will liberate your life and set you free. <clears throat> so, everything that we're talking about right here today has to do with our faith in God. Everything has to do with our faith, because you'll see this in these next few verses of Scripture that I'm going to read today, that faith brings vision to the forefront. I said, faith brings vision to where you can see it and operate in it. Everybody sitting in here today needs vision. You need vision. You need corporate vision. You need to understand corporate vision. You need to understand personal vision. And you're going to be glad you came today based on what I'm going to share with you in the next few minutes. You're going to be glad you came. <clears throat> what I want to start out with, just, just some thoughts that I've had through the years, is that to me, okay, this is just me. I haven't, I haven't necessarily, I mean, maybe I've heard other people talk about it like this, but, but this is what I've realized about vision from God. Because the life of faith that we develop day to day, we live from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from one faith experience to the next we live, and we develop our understanding so that we can keep the Word and it create that vision and restraint that we need in life that will cause us to accomplish what God put us here. You don't want to accomplish here what you're trying to accomplish. You want to accomplish on planet Earth what He put you here for. Can you say amen to that? But, this, but, but, but I want to just kind of give you this picture and kind of throw a few little things in here. To me, vision is the blueprints like if you were building a house. It's like the blueprints. And, and you, you can't just throw a house together. You have to strategically have a plan. So, how many know that, <clears throat> that if you're building a house... There has to be a foundation laid. How many know that? 
And, and what, what, what is that foundation made of? Like concrete, correct? When we built this place, this, this is part of the concrete. This is a stained concrete in here, but this is part of the concrete of the foundation that was laid. So, let's say that you decide to build a house, and you know that you need foundation laid, so you call a you call a concrete guy and you say, you know, I, I need you to come and just lay this foundation because uh, uh, I'm going to build a house on this thing. And the guy asks you a few questions like, um, so uh, w- w- what about your plumbing? Ah, we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, okay. He said, uh, uh, and, and so the, the concrete guy asks you how much it's going to cost. Uh, I mean, it tells you how much it's going to cost. You say, that's fine. Go ahead and do it. And the guy's looking at him and looking at his buddy and thinking, whatever, you know. Maybe he's not an honest guy, and he said, we'll, we'll lay the foundation. They come in, form it, do what everything, everything they got to do. They lay that foundation. Man, the, the person that's building that house is so excited. And now they, you know, they know you've got you've to put it either uh, metal studs or, or uh, wood studs or whatever and, and start framing the house out. And so, you know, I, I saw this guy, th- this person might say, I, I've seen somebody do that, so I'm going to go find them. And, and see if they'll, they'll begin to frame this house out. So they come and they start framing the house out, you know. And, uh, and, and the guy that's framing said, uh, so uh, where's your electrical? Oh, we'll, get it to, we'll get to it later. So they frame the house out and find somebody to do sheetrock and do all this stuff. And the sheetrock guys are asking. Finally, finally one guy says, uh, hey, l- l- let me ask you a question about your house. W- w- where's your plumbing? Oh, I'll get to it. Uh, I'll, we'll get to that. He said, no, 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 you're not going to get to it. He said, you're going to have to dig, you're going to have to, to jackhammer all this concrete up and, and lay the, the plumbing in here. You're going to have to lay certain electrical wires and stuff through here, and, and, and they've got to come up through the bottom and, 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 and to all the fixtures that you're going to put, all the switches that you're going to have, and all this wiring has got to be done. Hey, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that later. No, 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 man, you're not going to get to it later. You're going to have to go back, and you're going to lose all kinds of money as a result of this. What are you talking about, man? I've, I've watched people build houses all the time. Man, they come in, throw concrete down, and throw the house up, put the roof on, everything, and then, then fill the house up with furniture. No, there's a whole lot more involved. Vision is like building the house strategically. What's the vision of gates of the city? Don't tell me. Just I'm asking you the question I want you to think about, then I'm going to tell you what it is, what the vision of gates of the city. It's always been. We've been here this year. In July will be 34 years that we've pastored this church. What's the vision of gates of the city? We've added to what our vision statement was in the beginning, we've added to it, but we've kept that piece that's always been there. Loving God and loving people and discipling lives with the power of God's Word. If you don't learn to keep the Word, what to do with the Word, and let the Word establish you, the word establishing you is the time that it takes to put the plumbing in and building a house. The electrical and everything else that I, I don't know every little thing about that has to go first. But everything that goes first before you lay a foundation. There are all kinds of things that, 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 that have to factor into that and and. And a lot of what that is in the kingdom of God is hearing the Word. That means you have to show up on purpose to hear the Word. We believe in that. We've always believed in it. Discipling people with the power of the Word of God. The Word of God is not just reading the Word. Reading is part of it. But the Word of God getting in you starts with How much do you hear the Word versus you hearing everything else in life? 
In a moment, I'm going to share with you the two visions that have to do with how you live your life in this world, one vision or the other vision. Everybody has operated in both of these visions, but there's only one vision that is from God. And you have to get to the place in your life where you know that's true and it becomes a part of you and that you will fight for that and never give up. So the guy building the house says, man, if i got to do all that and spend all that money, forget it. I can't tell you how many people that I know through the years, in 34 years, I'm just talking about in this church, have come to this church. They've heard the word for a while. And then they realized they got to a place where they realized it was going to take more than what they thought. I mean, you don't have to be in this church. Many churches teach what we teach here, but not every church does. Not everybody teaches what we teach here. We believe in it. We, my wife and I wouldn't be here if we didn't believe in what we taught. We're not here because of, you know, everything else is perfect. We're here because of the vision that we have to disciple people with the power of God's Word. The person building the house that says, ah, forget it, they just left it there. You ever, see, you ever driven by a place that started and then it was just left? A friend of mine in Ocala, Florida, <clears throat> Richard Parentchief was telling me about a place that was started, and it was, I, I want to say it was 40 stories high, this building. It was down in, uh, in the Ocala, Orlando area. And it, and it was the, uh, it does, uh, Lee, does 44, Highway 44 go, or Highway 4, Interstate 4, it goes through Orlando, right? Yeah, 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 Interstate 4. And, and they, they named this place the eyesore of I-4. <laughs> That's what they named this place. And it had sat there for years, for years, and never finished. And I remember I used to spend a lot of time in, with my father in, in Orlando for a number of years, and I remember seeing that place. And, uh, and here about five years ago, they finished it. And it had sat there for 30 years. That building had been there for 30 years. Anybody ever heard of the eyesore of I-4? Yeah? Okay. You used to live in Orlando? Yeah. So the eyesore of I-4 was there for years and years and years. And um, so when I saw that place, and I've seen, I've seen many places. When I used to live in the Rio Grande Valley, there were a number of places that got started and stopped. And a lot of times I think what happens is people don't realize everything it's going to take to build it. And listen to me, that is the picture in the kingdom of God. That's the picture of the kingdom. And I'm going to tell you this. If your plumbing sits there for 25 years, where are you going? Where do you, what are you going to run from to? I don't care if it sits there for 25 years. If that's what it takes to get everything in place for when the, so that the foundation can be laid and nothing will move it, then so be it. That's more important for you than anything else. Never quit. Galatians 6.9 says, if you don't quit, you will reap. If you don't quit. That's the vision that has to become a part of us. That's God's vision for us. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so, I, I want to I just read you a few verses of Scripture to look at these two visions, and then I'm going to tie it together out of Hebrews chapter 11. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13 says, and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Verse 18 says, While we do not look at the things which are seen, 
but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things not seen are what? They're eternal. There's two visions in the earth. One vision, one vision is a vision that you see. Another vision is a vision that you don't see. But listen to this next verse. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on these things above, not on the things that are on the earth. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4 says this, But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and, watch this, raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Colossians 1 says He sits. Ephesians 2 says we sit with Him. There's a vision that's seen, and there's a vision that is unseen. I said to you a moment ago, faith is what brings the clarity. I didn't say it exactly like this, now I'm saying it like this. Faith is what brings the clarity to vision. You can have a natural vision in life that you acquired from natural things, natural ideas, the past. Well, my father did this, so I do this. Well, this person said, I'd be good at that, so maybe I'll be good at that. This, this should be right for me, or it appears to be right for me, so I'm going to do it that way. There's a way that seems right, but the end is not necessarily right. God wants you living the life that is absolutely true. There is a vision based on what you see, and yet there's a vision that's based on what you don't see. And in 2 Corinthians 4.18, the one we just read a moment ago, he says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to turn with me, and I'm going to end with this. Well, I'm going to end with this passage and and at the end read you one verse from another passage. But in Hebrews chapter 11, and starting with verse 1, I want to read to you a few verses of Scripture. Now, faith is the substance of the things you're hoping for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Does that sound like vision to you? Faith brings the vision for the things that God has put in your heart and developed faith will cause you to stay with it until you see the manifestation. That's a good word right there. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that, watch this, the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The things that you see, this pulpit right here, you can see this. This was not made, if you, if you really break everything down to where it originated, this pulpit was not made with things that are seen. Because God created everything in the beginning. And He created everything by not what He saw, but why, what He said. And what He said is what came to pass. 
And so if everything, if he created everything in the beginning, then it, you, you break it down. You say, well, yeah, but, you know, that, it, whatever this piece is made of and, and this metal that's here, it came from this. Yeah, but it all came from God, and it came from what was not seen. So there's a vision that you can base on what you see, and there's a vision that you base on what you don't see. That when you base your vision on what you don't see, it causes you to see what you really desire. So there's vision based on what you see and what you think you can do and what you think you can acquire. And all of that is based on other people's opinions. You can make money based on what the experts say. You can invest in the stock market based on what the experts say. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I I do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But at the end of the day, if your faith is in that, what if the stock market crashes? Who would have ever thought that some virus with some stupid name like COVID could shut our whole planet down? I don't know about you, but those were some of my best days because I wasn't moved by what I saw. I was moved by what I don't see, but what I know. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just giving God all the glory. I'm not saying how big and how great I am. I'm just saying, as I walked it out, it was some of my best days because I realized I had some things in the unseen realm that I didn't even know were there. Where other people were freaking out, it was like, what? Listen to me. There's other stuff ahead of us. You better know God. Think about it. The governments of this world controlled just about every human being out there. You know how many billions and close to trillions of dollars that were made on masks? We're talking about six and a half billion people on the planet, and for the most part, everybody bought at least one mask. And I'll just give you my opinion. We're finding out, I mean, I had family members that passed away from what they said was COVID. I had family members pass away. I'm not being insensitive to anybody that went through it or struggled with it and people that were attacked in their body with it. I'm not against that. Anybody ever had the flu? Had an extreme case of the flu? Well, I'm not being insensitive to that either. I'm just saying most of this was bogus. This is my opinion. You can like it or not. You can Go tell government officials or whatever you, that the pastor thinks that COVID was bogus, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. I'm just saying. I think most of it was bogus. I'm not saying that the effects of it and what, what came against people's body. I saw many family members, different people that I know. I mean, that it, it was difficult to get through it. But I've known many people with the flu that it was difficult to get through. And I know people that died from the flu. I'm not being insensitive about that. I'm not being insensitive about this. I'm just telling you what I believe. But that could, that could happen on this planet like that. I've heard stories of those kind of things happen and that kind of control with government and that. But that could happen in, in, in our country, in the United States of America, and different countries of the world that I've traveled to and been to and those kind of things, and they gave in to the same kind of stuff. That could happen here. There's all kinds of things that can happen. All kinds of different things that can happen. But you and I have to have vision that comes from faith in God. And when you have vision that comes from faith and trust in God and His Word, it's more difficult to see things established. It's like the guy with the house. Well, I don't don't want to wait on that plumbing stuff. And they said that's going to take like six months to get all that stuff in. I I can't wait that long. I need that foundation laid. Okay? So lay the foundation, start building, but you don't have the right tools in place to be able to handle what's coming. 
you got to jackhammer it all up, start over, spend all kinds of money, do everything. Well, that's what happens spiritually. We are not in a hundred-yard dash to grow spiritually. Did you hear me? We're in a marathon. you got the rest of your life here to develop faith in God. The rest of your life. I don't care how many mistakes you've made in the past, you have the rest of your life to develop a life of faith and trust in God. And learn what, that's, what, what that looks like. Ah, you know, Pastor, I hear you saying some things. I, I'm not sure that I agree or that I, that I even understand what it is that you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Been there, done it. Got the t-shirt. Been through it. One thing that my wife and I did that, uh, early on in our, our walk with God is when we heard something taught, we said we receive it and I'm going to develop it. I'm going to find out whether it's right or not, whether it's truth or not, whether it's real or not. And if it is, I'm keeping it. If it's not, I'll set it aside. But in receiving what's being said and then going to the Word and finding out whether that's true or not. Because see, you notice, I never just give you my opinion. I back it up with what the Word says, what I'm finding in the Word of God. He said, I want to finish this. He said, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. That's the story of Cain and Abel in the Bible. Through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, being dead, still speaks. What speaks? His faith. His faith in God. Even though he's dead, his faith still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And the next verse says, but without faith, and faith creates vision, so without faith-filled vision, faith-connecting vision, vision that comes from what you don't see, but what you know that develops in your life what you want to see, that kind of faith right there. Without that, he said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Right there, is the key to the vision based on what you don't see. Vision that you develop based on what you do see and what you know just in your head is one thing. But vision based on what you don't see that is being developed internally so that it can produce the results of things in the natural. We live in the natural world, right? We live in this world. We've got things to do. We, 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 people desire, they have, they have vision for, you know, you know, for jobs or businesses or, or, or careers or things in the future. God wants to develop that from the unseen world. He wants you doing what He had planned before, for you before you were even thought about. I'm going to say it again. He wants you doing what He had planned for you. And sometimes it takes your whole life to get there, especially if you've established your life on vision that comes from what you see. That's why what we do here takes so much time. What we do here takes so much time because we're not going to just go without you. We're not going to just establish things here without you. It's the faith of the people that make the difference. The influence that I believe Gates of the City has in our city, county, our state, and around the world, this nation and around the world, people know us because of you, because of people that live and walk by faith and choose to do that no matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter where, where your building is in, in its progress.
well, you know, I'm still in the, I'm still in the plumbing stage. At least you're there. Did you hear what I said? At least you didn't go ahead of the plumbing, pour the foundation, frame the house out, put the sheetrock up and the roof on, and then have to tear it down or do whatever needed to be done. At least you didn't do that. So it's kind of the story of the tortoise and the hare. I mean, you can run around and make it look like things are happening, but what's really happening internally? What matters is that you get there. What matters is is that you finish. What matters is, listen to me, that when you will, and you will, when you cross over to the other side, that they find you crossing over in faith. That's really all that matters. That they find you crossing over in faith, not hiding in a cave somewhere, you know, waiting for God to come back. Taking some cyanide, you know, to get out of here and, and, and remove my life from this planet so I can be in heaven. God doesn't want you in heaven. He wants you living and developing a victorious life so when you're finished here, not from sickness and disease or anything else, but when you're finished from here, that you cross over to the other side and you just pick up right where you left off, living and walking and developing faith. Not getting to the other side, worn out, beat up, disgusted, breathing hard. No, you just step over. That's what the life of faith produces. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that God is. He is what? What do you need? What natural visions do you have? What desires are in your heart that you want to see come to pass? He is that. But then you've got to develop it His way. And I promise you, not could be, it will always take longer than your other way. And that's what's so deceiving. And that's what leads people down a wrong stretch. Because they look at other people and say, well, you know, they did this in this amount of time. Where does the Bible ever talk about time? He just wants you to get it. You know, if you're ailing in your physical body... This is my opinion. I see, it in the, I see it in the Word. I could take you through some things in the Word, and I will when we talk about healing on Wednesday nights. But I believe God wants you living in divine health even more than He wants you healed. Because when you live in divine health based on revelation, remember what we started out? Where there is no redemptive revelation of God, people what? They die prematurely. They perish. They die, they're taken out prematurely because there's no redemptive revelation concerning the knowledge of God. You know what I I just heard? I, I was sitting there preaching this and you know what I just heard? I heard, and not necessarily here, But I just heard somebody say, well, Pastor, who do you think you are saying something like that? Honestly, I don't think I'm anything. I'm saying that based on what he says is so. He wants me living in divine health and healing so I'm not always scrambling for a healing. He wants, me, he wants me living in divine health and healing so I'm not scrambling to find healing every time I don't feel well. He wants me to receive my healing. And there's a huge difference. I must believe as I come before God that He is my healer and He's delivered me and set me free so I can walk in divine health and healing. He wants that more than you just being healed of a certain situation. I didn't say He didn't want you. He wants that more because then you know how to receive it. It's not somebody else having to lay hands on you or, you know, having to fix everything in your life. No, get it fixed 
to where you walk in that divine health and healing and you receive all that God has for you. We're talking about two different visions, one based on what you see, one based on what you don't see that creates what you want to see, that comes from in, inside of you, the desires of your heart. Can you say amen? So I want to leave you with this verse out of Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a very popular verse of Scripture. <clears throat> but I want to read it in light of what we've shared today. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. He said, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. What does that sound like? To me, that sounds like vision. I know the vision I have planned for you. And here it is. Thoughts of stress and evil days with no future and no hope. Do you know how many people have that vision that I just read? Many people do. Maybe some sitting here today. Maybe some of that you're struggling with. Okay. No biggie. No biggie with God. Take what you heard preached today. Do something with it. It will create vision in your life that you've never known before. I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know them. This is my, my daddy, my father. He has thoughts that he thinks about me. That I'm, that I'm good. That I'm worth it. That what he paid for at Calvary was worth it for me. If it, if it just been me, it's worth it. I'm telling you today, he thinks that about you today, right now. You're worth it. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and said you're not worth it in some form or another? Maybe said some other ugly things about yourself? That's not what he thinks about you. That's not what he thinks about you. I'm going to say it again. He doesn't think that about you. Thoughts of peace. He that keeps the word will live in joy and peace. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and hope. Hebrews 11.1 1 said, Now faith is the substance of the things you're hoping for. When God creates the hope inside of you that He has a plan and a destiny and a purpose for your life, and you're developing a life of faith, it becomes a substance. It's like you know the thing you're hoping for is coming to pass. You know it because you know it by faith, not, not based on what you see. So what I just said right there, can you see how vision based on what you see is so deceptive? You can keep it. God still loves you. You can stay in your head and in your sight world and trying to make things happen in the natural. You can stay with that and keep it. I mean, He still loves you. But it won't produce. Not God's way. You may make something happen and make something come to pass, but not God's way. This way always takes longer. But the rewards are to the heavens. There's no end. Just lift your hands to him today. Just lift a hand or something. Just receive from him today this word. Let it go deep in your heart. You may not even think you need it. Receive it. You needed it. I needed to preach it. I needed to hear myself preach it myself. You needed to hear it. Two visions. What do you choose? Thank you, Father.
from today on, greater insight, greater revelation, greater understanding is coming to each and every person at the sound of my voice today. The word that was preached will not return void, but it will accomplish great things in their lives. And signs will follow them that believe what was preached today. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not His Word. Mm -mm. Heaven and earth will pass away. Natural things you see, here today, gone tomorrow, but not His Word. Where are you spending your time? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for true vision today. Comes from you and from your Word. Today, is the first day of the rest of our lives to learn to walk in an unseen vision. To develop hope and expectation of that unseen vision coming to fruition in the natural. I believe it. I stand with them today, Father, in faith, and I give you great glory. And everybody said, Amen and Amen and receive it. Man, 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 in the name of Jesus, amen, receive that today. Whoo, I can, I, can, I can feel people receiving it today. I don't even know how I can do that, but I do. In the name of Jesus, wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.